Good evening, good evening, good evening, everybody. This is Pastor Jay with Anointed Radio. And like always, we're going to go ahead and get started in normal fashion. And we're going to come out of Psalms. Psalms 29 and 11. And it says, The Lord gives strength to his people. The Lord blesses his people with peace. God gives you that strength. God gives you that peace. So when when you don't know what to do, you're in a situation when you're looking for peace, you're looking for a way out. God is the source of all those things that you're looking for. So give it to God. Don't look at your problem because your problem is not bigger than God. Amen. Amen. Dear Father, thank you, God, for bringing us halfway through this week, God. God, thank you for keeping us, God. God, let everybody understand my voice, be able to have a seed planted today. Let something be said that could be able to help them grow in their relationship with you. Let us be able to touch the unreachable, um, teach the unteachable, God. Let's expand the territory of Anointed Radio as we go forth out in the airways and and even the podcast, God, that we could be able to reach more of the masses to be able to tell them about you and to be able to tell the victories and the testimonies of people, God. God, we just thank you. We glorify you. We give you all the glory and all the praise. God, we, we, we honor you. We say that all in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Oh, I got up real high. Okay. Amen. 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 This is Pastor Jay. And like always, you can follow me at Anointed Jaylon on Instagram and Twitter. You could be able to follow me on Facebook at Jay Calhoun. Um, and make sure you go follow. Um, actually, go download my new single, Wake Up Bless. Wake Up Bless is uh, my new track that's out there. Wake Up Bless, Renew My Praise. Um, you could be able to get those tracks. We got some new music coming um, this year, 2021, new exclusive, which will be coming out soon. So definitely go follow that. Another thing is make sure you go follow Chris Johnson. Seeing Chris J on all social media, um, make sure you go follow his um, website, seeingchrisj.com. If you need any type of social media, digital um, design, um, any type of graphic design, reach out to singchrisj.com or singchrisj at um, at singchrisj on all his social media. Um, another thing is make sure you go follow my other co-host, Dr. Marvinetta Clay, everybody's favorite auntie. She's actually coming out with her new single this Saturday. So good. Um, God is so good. And you could be able to go pre-save it, go download, um, go to Spotify, look up, so God So Good by Dr. Marvinetta Clay. Her song's coming out soon. Make sure you are in the room for that. Amen. Amen. Um, and make sure you follow her at Clay Marvinetta at, I think it's just Clay Marvinetta on all social media. And go to drmarvinettaclay.com for her um, her everything, apparel, everything. DW? What is going on, everybody? Welcome, everybody. I am DW of the DW Experience every Monday at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, as always, as I always say every week. Thank you, Pastor Jay, for this platform, for this experience. Um, what I, what I want to say tonight, um, I'm just really quick, because I'll be remiss. Martin Luther King said this over 50 years ago. Um, um, he said, an injustice anywhere is a, a, is a threat to justice 
everywhere. And so today has been uh, a defining moment in, in, in our history and in American history. And so I don't want to skip over this and make this about me, but I know that the DW experience is here to uplift, encourage, and inspire. And so I want everyone to know that is listening to this tonight, that it's not by ever you are, whoever you are, you are here to make a difference. You are here to uplift. You are here to encourage and you are here to inspire. And it's something that we never want to forget. So listen, every Monday, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Um, I'm not going to say who my guest is this Monday. Um, you will find out on Monday, but you know, we, we, it's, it's big coming. We, you, we're better, you better tune in. It's big. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Amen. And we have our special guest, Mr. CSA2K, everybody. What's good? What's good, everybody? How y'all doing? How y'all doing? Yeah. So, so how does it feel to be on the other end of the interviewing spectrum? I know, right? I told my wife, I said, I have a radio interview. She was like, hold, hold up. You already did this. Um, you show, you got an interview? So I said, so I'm like, we we in Miami. You ain't doing no show in Miami. I'm like, no, no, I'm being interviewed. She was like, oh, wow. Okay. I, I said, say, yes. She, she, she asked me the same question. She was like, so um, how, how does it feel to, to be on the show? Because, you you know, you interview everybody else. I'm like, hey, hey, it's always a blessing to be on any platform. So, you know. Amen. And so with that being said, I think we should just go ahead and go into the interview. And I have to start off with a Pastor Jay icebreaker question. And the icebreaker question is this. If you had to pick a fraternity to be part of, um, with all the founder days I've seen on social media, what fraternity would you pick? I think I picked the Q's. Okay. Why? I mean, I mean, um, it's just, it's just, um, every, every man got an inner dog in him, you know. <laughs> well, he explained that part. You know, I like they, they stomping music. The, the yeah. dog. Man, yes. Atomic Dog, that speed, man, Atomic Dog is dope. As soon as you, you know who coming and you hear all that barking. I know, right? <laughs> so going into going into your background, reintroducing you, reintroducing you to some and introduce you to um, new people. Where is your hometown and where do you reside now? Uh, well, I... I was born in Inglewood, California. I was raised Inglewood. in South Georgia, which which I was raised in D Dublin, Georgia. Um, and I've I've actually li lived in um a lot of different other, but my core base was like Dublin, Georgia, Middle Georgia area, and now I reside in North North Atlanta, a actually Lawrenceville, Gwinnett County. Yes, sir. All right, so. I ask everybody this, so you get to be part of the number, get to be part of the fold. When you very first went to church, what was the very first ministry you ever done in your life? Played the drums. Okay, something different. Yeah. 
was it forced uh, or was it something that you wanted to do? Well, I always loved music. Like I grew up, like like I always was, was a music lover since I was little. So it was just like the actual um, the pastor's son. He used to play on the drums, and like you know, I wanted to learn how to play on the drums with him. So I used to watch him, and I used to you know play on the drums when I can. And he taught me what he did. But yeah, okay. with with you, you kind of just brought it back into my next question. How did you? What really got you to say I'm going to get into the music and uh, music business? Um, well, I came from a very interesting yet troubled yet complicated life. I felt that like it, if it wasn't for music, I'd pro probably to be dead or or in prison right now. So uh, because that's just was how I you know expressed myself was like through music and it started with other people's music. But I was small. I used to look at the TV and and I used to say, that's who I'm going to be when I get big. You, you know, so I used to see myself on TV, but from an artist standpoint, because I was very good. Like I, I was a gifted child. So, you know, I, I used to watch videos and I was like, I'm going to be on TV one day, you know? So, yeah, <laughs> that was, and that's what, eventually drove me into getting in music like seriously because i knew i had something serious but i saw it differently i was determined to make it so okay i know this is a dw question so um what was the very first uh genre that you were in when you first got into music hmm well i used to sing sing a little because um i actually um when when I was younger, like because I was in foster homes and stuff like that, like um, they really wouldn't let me listen to like you know the rap rap. Like I had to sneak and listen to hip hop and everything when I was younger. But like R and B and you know and pop and stuff like that, like I I, I can listen to the radio station all day. So um, I I I used to like to sing. Like I I was one of them young cats that you know back in the days. You know you like to sing to the girls on the phone you know stuff stuff like that <laughs> but um but yeah um but when when i first knew i had something was in fourth grade i was picking on a bully and he cornered me in the cafeteria and and we was just about to get on the school but i was school head on it was in the evening time and he cornered me and he said you better do something to make me feel good or oh, I'm a bicho, and I just start flowing, and and it's like it stop it stopped everybody. It stopped me. I, I just start flowing, and it's like from there, like that established uh, identity for me. So it's like that moment when I start freestyling. It's like I went from drawing, like actually sketching, sketching and doodling and drawing, to rapping. So that was that that was like I I just had art in me. So you know what I'm saying. But yeah, like that that moment when I was like, wow, I actually know how to rap. <laughs> so, but yeah. Okay, I'll let DW go. Um, I, I'm just listening to you. I mean, let me just say, um, I I was I was kind of um I was questioning how I was gonna approach today with everything that's going on. And mm -hmm. you being from jo Georgia, Georgia, Georgia. You know, you you are the uh, everybody's looking at y'all state today. 
right? Mm-hmm. You, you, you all are kind of like the star of America. Um, what I want to ask you as I listen to you is that you are clearly someone who knew whatever you were going to do, you were going to be successful whether it would have been rapping, whether it would have been being a radio personality. Um, You are clearly gifted in so many areas. What would you say to young Black men that are watching you right now that want to be successful? What would be your advice to them? Number one, understand and respect the marketplace and then identify your brand. But before you understand the marketplace and and identify your brand you have to come in contact with your purpose like you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying because your your purpose is what keep you grounded through everything like we all got gifts but you you're gonna carry yourself out of this world with your purpose so don't be afraid of your gifts um anchor yourself in your purpose understand the marketplace and identify your brand before you approach the marketplace. Now, you mentioned earlier that you grew up in foster homes. Yes. How did you know your purpose growing up in foster homes? Because I've met people and we know, you know, knowing the foster system, is it is very easy um, to get lost. It is very easy to not know your purpose. And even engaging in you right now, you seem like a man who is focused, you found your purpose, and you know who you are. Where did that come from growing up in foster homes? Whew, that's that's a very great question. Um, when I, I was coming up in the system, like I, I didn't even know my purpose. Like I really didn't like know my identity because i was just so embarrassed by my circumstances i kind of hid our artistic gifts so so me as an artist as a rapper i took my gifts and i allowed them to create me an identity so i can feel accepted because i was embarrassed about the struggle and the stuff i come from and what i was going through so so i i really didn't know my purpose like i really didn't know my purpose until i turned 30 like 30. (laughs) this is like so so um but i did know that through all my mistakes in life and through everything that i went through and just through all the foolishness i did out of the anger of what i went through and and just all the choices i made made when i was older like becoming of age i knew that god god had me skate like like he skated me through a lot of different things and i i just was like I didn't even know my worth, but I felt like I was worth more than my understanding. And that's what made me really like, just just go to God and say, you know, like, hey, like I wanna die, but I love life too much. And you you could have took me out, but, but you keep me going. And even the times when I wanted to throwing the towel on myself you stopped me so i'm like it must be something it must be something about my life that it's important for me to still be here you know what i'm saying so that's 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 just where where, where i got it which is me and him 
And I, and I love that because I, I think a lot of times when when in life, you know, we are taught that, you know, if I need to have this by this age, I need to be at this point by this age. Um, so hearing you even acknowledge that, hey, I got it later in life, but I still got it. As I'm listening to you, can you speak to some of those times when you wanted to give up and how you how did you overcome that? What was a time, you know, you talk about growing up in the system, you talk about finding your purpose at 30 and, and all the pitfalls that, that you went through. Can you tell us about a time where, where you wanted to give up or you almost gave up and how you got through it? Because obviously, you know, we're on the other side of it. You know, you're successful, you've made it, you know, you have your family, you you are successful. But what were the times in earlier years? And I asked this because I think a lot of young people kind of feel like, you know, I, I'm I'm giving up or, you know, I'm 21 right. and I haven't succeeded or, you know, I'm 24 and I, I haven't graduated or I haven't, you know, I wrote this down at 18 and I haven't done it. So what were those times when you wanted to give up and how did you overcome? Mm. Wow. That's that's a big question. Um, it, it's up and it's sad to say, but in, in a sense, it's life and it's understanding. But through everything I went through coming up, it's like I was immune to the struggle. So so is 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 it's like even with me, like like going from foster care system to judicial system. From 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 being in holding cells to actually um serving a little time in jail, like just being experiencing locked up, it's like for some apparent reason, I kept bucking. Like 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 it's like even even when I was locked up, and I got locked up for just something in my mind told me to tell myself like they they can't hold you forever, and it's it, it's just I got immune to the struggle but everything hit me when i turned 30 like mm -hmm. it's like when i knew i had had a daughter when i was trying to be great when 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 my daughter when when my daughter came into the world and me knowing that i have something to live for and i have responsibilities and just me knowing what i went through when i was young and what i did not have and just stability and stuff like that. It's like with me seeing like going hard to just establish some, some type of name for myself and I was still struggling. And it's like, people didn't know I was struggling, but I was struggling. So they, they saw the lime like of me, but mm -hmm. I kept my struggle so hidden because of, I just immune to the struggle. Like, like, even as a child some people when i was younger they didn't know i i went through a lot but the people who was close to me in those periods and those moments knew so when somebody else on the outside talking be like man i didn't know you went through that somebody that knew me like man hey when he was with us man this boy went through it like like i'm so proud of him like he actually he he could have lost his mind and just went flip mode but for him to be where he at mentally and spiritually, it's like, it ain't nothing, nothing but God. But I felt like everything hit me at 30 because it's like everything was coming back to back to back to back to back to back. 
And I was like, I was at that moment where I wanted to die, but I didn't know how because I got so immune to the struggle, but I was so tired at the same time. And, and God gave me the greatest, the greatest revelation in, in a father-son conversation. And I, I used to listen to old people and they was like, yeah, yeah, I talked to you, Jesus talked to me. You know, God talked to me. And I used to be like, man, you know, God ain't come down here and sit in your house and have a conversation with you. What is you talking about? You know, I always used to think that, but when, when God started talking to me, I knew exactly what they meant after that. It's like, he put some words on my spirit, on my spirit, man. Yeah. And like he, he wrote it. He said it. It's like he was saying it. And when he was saying it, it, it was just writing. He, he told me these words. He said, son, you either got two choices because I made three attempts to go to God for all the wrong reasons. And I did it the religious way. You know how you pipe yourself up Saturday night. You boost yourself up. So when you go into the church on Sunday morning and they do the altar call, you get you get the sweaty feet, and the trembling hands, hands your spirit wants you to go up there, but but you scared because you don't know nobody going to say it. And then you just force yourself and say, I got to do it. And so you go up there and next thing you know, the church embrace you. Hey, baby, you know what I'm saying? Let's go on in the back. Let's talk. And you, you know, and you go through that and then five, six months, about five months later, you back in the world like you never went. Like, um, but I've tried that. But this time he, he gave me a revelation. It was like he was coming for me. So everything I was going through, I felt like I was going to him. But it was more I was going through it because he was coming to me. And he gave me the greatest revelation pep talk from a, from a father to a son on some real, real. He said, son, you're going to do two choices. You're going to live by purpose or you're going to die by example. Either way, I'm going to use you. Man. You just said a lot of heavy stuff. I'm going to pass it back to Pastor Jay. But like, it, 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 when you said, I wanted to die and I didn't know how. Mm. And, and, and I'm asking you these questions. And I don't mean to be heavy, but today's been a heavy day, whether we talk about it or not. But today has been a heavy day. And I think about young Black men. You know, I think about young black men that look up to us and your transparency, your willingness to share that, you know what, I was in the limelight and I didn't have it all together. I, I, I was in a place where people thought I had it together and I still wanted to give up. I don't think those who are coming up behind us get to hear the true story. As I stated earlier, that Martin Luther King quote, that came from him in a jail cell in 1963. You know, so even the greatest that we've been that we've been exposed to have gone through trials and tribulations that they've had to overcome in their um humble moments, but in their greatest moments. Um, so one, I wanna say thank you for that as a black man to share that in your success, your vulnerability. What I want to ask from you- um, You're just gonna skip my question, huh? Okay, no, no, okay, go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead, go ahead. I'm gonna say, go get you deep. Got to pass Jack. My question <laughs> is though, just one for the one time, you know. But one one thing I do want to get to because I want to get to the whole point. Um, you have you you manage your artists, right? Yes. And you're a radio personality. So how did you get into that? 
Oh, wow. Um, which which one first? The map manager and the radio. Which one? Which one first? Well, since since um we're gonna play your artist last, and you know we're about to be wrapping up in a minute. Um, we just started. Oh no, no, we we wrapping up. Hey, we, hey, we have a topic. Good, we good, we good. Are we good? No, I'm just hey, letting, I'm just let the Lord flow. We good. Go ahead. Come on. Oh, hey, amen. You gotta go. You got a meeting tonight. Hey, they can wait. You stay they can busy. Wait. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Just being time conscious. You know, as radio hosts, we always got to make sure that our guest is, you know, able to go to the other meetings as well. Time is of the essence. So we appreciate you spending spend time with us. So one thing I would say is radio. That's my big thing, because when I see people that's been in radio 20, 30, you know, 40 years, 10 years as me just getting into it, coming on my fourth year in radio. I look up to radio people and see how their story was because mine was the most unorthodox way of getting into radio. I didn't even think about getting radio. So I love hearing people's story and um, how they got in. So how did you get into radio? Oh, wow. Um, oh, wow. It, well, I wasn't supposed to. Like, it it was something I always wanted to do a little bit, but I just was so insecure um, with my speech because I on my stutter, you know, and I was like, I don't want to get on the air like that, man. And, you know, I'd be stuttering, Lord, and, you know, but when I be serious, you know, I don't be stuttering like when you be talking, Lord. But I mean, like when I, I just want to just talk, I'm like, so I was just like, nah, I don't, I don't know. You know, so I'm like, I don't know. And it, it was more, more when I started the Coalition Kingdom and it's like, I had DJs that was doing certain stuff. I always wanted to be the behind the scene person to, to like orchestrate, you know, and navigate and push the button to be that exact person. Like to, to just be the one to actually have the vision and just, just, just pour it into others. And I tried to, we, we started a podcast. So I was trying to get them going to put their shows in, putting the music in their shows, like, like doing the, like the audio engineering and the producing like helping with Danny and like put putting the show together and stuff like that because I was still learning how to do radio and stuff and it's like I'm just a bold person like like my first radio like on the air was actually Dash so it's like I went to them with the vision and said hey on a secular platform, I, I went to them with a kingdom vision on a secular platform and was like, hey, man, hey, this, 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 what I want to do and da, 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 da. But, but the vision of it, it was so vivid to them. So they gave me the platform. So my thing was, was, was to get my boy, my DJs to do the show and I put the music in and I package it and I sent it to them. That was my plan. But then they was like, man, no, man, we busy. We can't commit to that. And I'm like, man, I got this big plug and y'all don't want it. And my boy Tills was like, he was just like, man, hey, bro, you do it. And I said, how? I ain't even. And, and he like, stop making excuses, man. You do it. So during the time, like, I didn't have mics and I was getting back in the DJ field. So I still had to get me some equipment because I was more on the executive end. So I was like, so I I went went to the station, um, and I talked talked to my bro, 
bestroing them. And since since we go back to to the secular days, um, like like I told myself right right now at the time, like I'm I'm need to come in and record my show. I didn't even think he was gonna gonna say yeah, but he was like, all right, you know, just pick a day and come in. And from right there, it's like I learned everything. I learned everything hands on, and I pushed myself because I was like, I'm not gonna let this opportunity that I went out and got fall to the wayside. So, so I'm like, I'm gonna do it. And it's like the first cup couple episodes was like was like rambling, and then I just kept at it, and I just started orchestrating everything and putting it together and building it and and script writing and stuff like that. And I just it started growing and started growing. My approach always had a type of people call me like like a Suge Knightish type person. They were just like, you just got you you just demand authority too much. And I'm like, I don't I don't mean to demand authority. It's just I when I come, like I'm not playing, like I'm dead serious. I know what I come to do. I ain't got time time to play. I ain't got time to rhyme. I'm like, hey, let's get it. You know what I'm saying? So that's that that's just always been me because i struggled too much so i'm like now i'm like when i come in the door i'm like i'm short-winded to the nonsense i'm like let's let's get it man like hey hey so so it's like i kept pushing and i taught myself and then i started studying people like like the breakfast club i start studying like um personalities on the radio i i started watching people and i was like Hmm. Okay. Okay. I start looking at people who was great at what they do. And it's like, to this day, to be honest with you, I done came a long way, but I'm still growing. And I feel like uh, as long as I have that mindset, I will be great according to purpose, but I will never outgrow my purpose. Like I'll, I'll constantly keep. You got to say that again. You, you got to uh, say that again. So you, you keep, <laughs> what'd you just say? I'll, I'll be great according to purpose, but I never outgrow my purpose. Like, so I feel, feel like as long as I keep seeing myself being better, more for the purpose of why I'm doing it, then it enables me to never outgrow my purpose, period. So, you know. And see, and that's something that's deep because I've told DW under my mentorship about watching other radio hosts and learning because there's so much stuff you can learn by their style. It's just like in the music industry, when you see a rapper or a singer, they look at other rappers and singers to see about the field, to really see how to deliver, how to, pro, you know, especially when it comes to radio, you got to package it. You got to, you got to put the time frame. you know, because when I first got on radio, they said, you got one hour, that's it. By, uh, by the 58 minute, I'm giving you that, that, and you need to be off the air. And I was like, all right, so I got to get all this stuff. I got to be, you know, ready to be able to just get off and have all this content just wrap up together. And I never went to school for this. So I just, I did what you did. It's crazy. And I, I started smiling when you said Breakfast Club because, you know, I actually, um, that's all the, you know, if you look at the picture, yeah. I saw the um, the Breakfast Club from like episode when they first started from Charlemagne and and DJ Envy and Angela Yee and how they interviewed people, how they talked with people, how they all have their own niche, you know, how they have their own saying. And I thought that was just dope. And that's something that you can't 
really, I guess you could say you really can't be taught that. You really got to watch it and be able to observe how people do it. Because you could be told you have to have a niche, you have to have a format, you have to have all these things. But until you see it being done, especially visual learners, like I want to say a lot of creative people are visual learners. I know I am at least. And when you see it, you could be able to say, oh, I see how he did that. Or I see how she did that. And I could apply. So I think that was deep because, you know, a lot of people think when it comes to radio, you got to be, I guess it's a certain way. And it's, and it's a, a breath of fresh air hearing that you came into it and you was just determined and God opened the door. And like you said, because that's a big plug saying you go to Dash Radio and say, I got this, this, this. And one thing I learned, speaking of that, because God keeps throwing that in my ear. A lot of people won't value the blessing that he has only for you. Because a lot of times you would be like, I got this, I got this movie, right? I got this, 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 this connection that could really blow us all up. And you could be able to see how it could help you and your immediate friends and your and your associates and how we could just come up and team up and just blow up. But whatever God has for you is for you. And God God's value on that for you is going to be way higher than compared to what other people on the outside will see it. So I, I relate to you because when I did start Anointed Radio here in Las Vegas, a lot of people didn't see the value until I saw the value. And then when I saw the value, that's when it started blowing up. I, yeah, and I just want to add on. First of all, you said Suge Knight. Um, I, I'm not sure if anybody has told you, <laughs> me, but but your favorite Suge Knight and, and Suge Knight and I have have the same birthday. But I'm quite sure you don't have Suge Knight tendencies. Let's just say that for the record. God bless Suge Knight. God bless the people we love them. But I'm sure you don't have Suge Knight tendencies. The people, it, it, <laughs> nobody's running from you. <laughs> but but what I what I what I'm interested in is that you are super talented. You are an artist, you are a manager, you are a DJ, I mean, and amongst um, um, many other gifts. And, and what I'm hearing and even reading about you is that you have never been afraid to tap into all of your gifts and, and use all, the, all of your gifts. It makes me think of um, um, that, that parable in the Bible where, 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 where Jesus gave one the five talents, one the three talents, and, and one one talent. And the one with the one talent, he hid it while the others took their talents and, and they used them and they multiplied them. Uh, my question is, why haven't you be, been scared or has there been, been a time where you went out to use your talent and you were rejected? And how did you get through that? Mm. Wow. Um, the craziest thing about that, what you just asked me, is that all of my talents have been rejected. Drop but the mic. Come on now. Come on now. So many levels. Come on now. Um, and but but the craziest thing about it is is that I'm a visionary. So I always been that person that even when you thought you wasn't helping me, I would make it where I would just get you to open the door. And even if you walk off when I walk in the door, I'm cool because really all I wanted you to do was just open the door. I oh, didn't put yeah. the plugs. Just open the door of opportunity. I'll create my own plugs because I know the purpose of why I'm doing what I'm doing. So 
that's that's the greatest that's the greatest thing to man like like i feel like if you know your purpose and, and you just look at the purpose of why more than the opportunities of doing it then you will understand every door that opens before the person that understands it that's opened the door for you like 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 it's almost like you're you're walking in and they're like they're looking yeah. at you like you're not gonna get here and you're looking at them like you right because actually i don't want to be there i actually want to go past but i just wanted you to just open this door and i'm gonna bless you because you open the door and even however you take this and be like, well, I'm I'm gonna get this from you. And I'm like, yo, one thing I've learned from women is this. <clears throat> women are are carriers, they bear. So a woman will love a man and be in a relationship that's about to crumble based upon the man's stupidity but all that time she will constantly keep loving that man while she's getting herself ready for it to crumble so she's already establishing and everything getting everything together so as soon as this crumble she's straight she might be a little scarred but she's straight like like it's like she done got her kids together she she already know where the kids going how she <laughs> <laughs> like it's like she is actually doing and it's like one thing i've looked at that and i've learned from that in life and i'm like me walking into situations people will always judge you for what they see based upon their expectation or their lack of what they see in themselves so when they build things around themselves to make them feel important that just automatically make them look down on you because they don't know how to identify realness because their whole packaging is so fabricated that all they look for is what resembles the fabrication of themselves. So they will hate on you, not even knowing to the point to where they will try to stop you because you're authentic. So when you come mm -hmm. in and you're authentic, and you're doing something it yeah. makes some that's not authentic that's trying based upon this 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 fabricated image that, that they done created and they know as long as they're they're attached to this image their opportunity lies in the lie of approach but when you come in there and you authentic and you just doing and and, and you doing it because then you to do it they don't want to see you get where they're at because the authentic always overrides the fabricated. Okay, you didn't you didn't have to lay that. You know, you just you just laid a whole bunch of nuggets and gems, and and I, I pause because I'm just like, you know, some people they're like, what did he just say? But I'm listening to you, and I'll pass it to you, Pastor Jay. But a lot of our young people, you know, they want it handed to them. And, and they, you know, we live in a, in a world, I, I am, I'm a particular age, but we live in a world where people are super sensitive. If they don't support me, you know, if they don't, if they don't, you know, if they're not going to show up, you know, we live in a world where y'all, if I do this, y'all going to support me. I got this idea. Y'all, y'all going to, y'all going to come to it if I do this. And, and what I'm hearing from you and, and the wisdom that you are laying out for the next generation is that just, all you need to worry about is the door open. Don't don't worry about if they're gonna support you or not. 
see the vision and see it through. But not only that, know your purpose. This is what I'm taking notes on and listening to you and use all of your gifts till they can't be used anymore. And then you spoke to 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 the to the female energy to to the woman you know it's like listen regardless of the situation and how it's going to end when i get to the end of this i'm going to be better regardless of what you think it's going to be you just laid out a whole bunch of jewels and gems like you are a humble quiet force like mad respect to you because you have taken everything that you've been through, someone who's been through foster care, someone who's been through, been counted out, someone who's honest and said, I've, I've been in the judicial system. And, and can I say that I share in, in your story and how you overcome, like I'm, I'm just taking notes and, and I'll pass it to Pastor Jay because I know what he's going to ask. So I, I won't ask it. But if I were to ask it, hmm. what's next? <laughs> I mean, I mean, um, actually, that wasn't going to be the next thing I said, but that's a good one. That's a good one. So, yeah, what's next? Hmm. I would say, um, I look at thing things like, 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 like Christ did. Like, um, I want to leave this world empty. Like, like, Hmm. I feel like there's a lot of people in the cemetery that die for, and it's only because they stopped themselves or they allowed people to stop them or, or they never just allowed themselves to live. Like I've struggled all my life. Mm. This is season to learn how to live. Mm. So for me to properly live, I have to get all this stuff out. And it's not just to get out to, to benefit me. It's to get out to educate others of like, don't never let the circumstances of this world like don't even let let the circumstances of of your current situation like don't never let anything that's not bigger than you become bigger than you to block you and stop you from becoming that big that god wanted you to be so so it is it's just like with me like i want to make sure that my exit is a greater story for somebody's coming. So yeah. that's so 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 it's like 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 I always said I don't want to be another name in obituary. I would like to be somebody that somebody else could live off of based upon my obedience and understanding of why I was living. And that's mostly building your legacy. Yeah. Which we're all building, whether we like it or not. That That's what yeah, I've learned in the past be. couple of weeks. Whether you're living a crappy lifestyle, whether you're doing nothing, or whether you're doing a whole lot, you are still leaving a legacy. I think that's one thing we don't realize, is that if you're 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 a, a deadbeat father, you're leaving a legacy. Mm. If you are a successful entrepreneur, you're leaving a legacy. Mm. If you are terrible at relationships, you're still leaving a legacy. Whether we like it or not, we are leaving a legacy. And and you, sir, you are leaving a great legacy. So I, I want to circle back to when you were talking about um, a lot of people have to fabricate. Um, that that was deep in so many levels, but it, it, it goes to the attention of there's so many people hurt because they had to fabricate this whole 
you know, especially with social media, so many people are posting smiling pictures, but they want to cry. Mm-hmm. So many people are are saying I'm good, I'm blessed, and highly favored, but they 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 one sneeze away from suicide, and it's just like when you when you was talking about fabricate, I think that's what a lot of young people think. You know, oh, these people have these platforms. These people are doing this. These people are doing that. They look so good doing this. And I wish I had their life. And not knowing, because a lot of people are scared of transparency, even in the preacher world. Let me add that in. A lot of preachers are scared to be transparent because they feel like they sh- they can't be, even though the truth doesn't need your support. I have to always say that. And I think that's what the young people are looking for is transparency. That's why they feel like so many things are hypocritical or fake is because they like, okay, I'm a real person. I go home, I I hurt, I feel, I cry, I go through some things. And all I see is people fabricating their life. They're making social media look good. They making their relationship look good. They making all these things look good and they not. And the number one thing, because I was always a rebel when I first came to Christ, I used to be like, "No, I hear you telling you. Me, please." <laughs> <Wow. started. laughs> anyway, when when I first got in, my number one was show me how. Don't tell me, because that's what I, I feel. What preaching is, I preach. Teach me, the, teach me the ways of Christ, so that I can be able to use those tools when you're not here. I could be cool in front of the pastor. I could be cool in front of the choir members. I could be cool in front of the church folk. But what about when I get home and somebody offer me some weed? What happened when I get home and I'm going through a whole bunch of depression and I'm ready to go, you know, and just end it all? There's so many people in those moments where they don't have the tools, but they are told to go and do this and that. And it's like religious e. And I think that's one thing that I really like what you just said when you talk about fabrication. Fabric. When people are real with themselves, they don't have to fabricate and they don't have to feel so like I got to attack other people because their fabrication looks better than my fabrication. Hmm. So I, I just said, I said that's a <laughs> that's a um when when you said said you said the pastors and the preachers and everything. I feel feel like. Everybody trying to relate and instead, instead of just being real. Like, 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 I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I've, I've been through enough. So my approach is not to relate to you. It's really to relate, not relate, but relate, relate. Right. a me- Like, I ain't trying to relate to you. I'm just going to relay this message and it's up to you to take it because it's just, it's it's just right now we 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 live in a world where the world has made everything reality TV and now everything is based upon an image an image a stigma an image. so so it's like you in radio you just can't do radio no more you got to look like a model or you got to do this and do that yeah yeah you radio you are artist. You can't just be a talented artist. You gotta look like you rich, richer than knowing dog and well, you still independent, but you still gotta look rich. You know what I'm saying? It, 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 With fake it, like, like they they really, really have built a a very strong 
insecurity and a and and a low self like they've created low self-esteem even in some people that didn't even have low self-esteem uh -huh. your, your self-esteem low because they put a, a, a another level a fabricated level of esteem above your esteem and now you're looking up there and you're like i really ain't got nothing i, I really i really need to get up there and then it's like it's it's killing you because it's like this world is basically telling you in your face that you're not enough and that is what is tearing everybody apart like people wake up every day and they feel like they're not enough like we already got struggles that ain't got nothing to do with that but yeah. now you know that on top of my struggle is like it just makes your struggle times 10 because now you're not necessarily struggling anymore you've just created a struggle and you pro probably in a great place based upon your purpose like you probably came into a great place but now you you done taken this this mantle this unnecessary mantle and you placed it on you like like it's not even a a mantle it's like a burden you don't place this bird burden on you and it's like now now you just you just unnecessarily struggling or or, or you have unnecessary you know insecure issues because when you talk and the things that you're insecure about don't really make no sense because if i look at you i'm like you you insecure on some extra stuff like that stuff ain't even got anything to do do with your everyday living but you voluntarily right. put that in your life because you see somebody else with it i'm 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 like i'm like man this is but i i look at things and i'm like the greatest the, the the greatest wisdom of understanding that god ever gave me was he told me to just live live and grow don't be enemy with your demon love your demon show your demon how how you live according to the to your your connection with me so love your demon love your demon the same way i love those that slayed me love your demon and show your demon how to live so what what leveled me up in life was i stepped away from religion like yes religion is cool for the understanding of knowing how to read and knowing how to respond and relate but there has to be a greater connection outside of religion religion cannot be your connection like there has to be a spiritual connection so it's like the the day i walked away from custom and religion and tradition and and it's like god talks god starts speaking to me more kingdom i start seeking more kingdom information than 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 traditional information and it's like once i start doing that like i had to be born again like like it's like i just had had to start like i got this far then i had to start over but i didn't start over all the way back i started over on on the level going to to the next the next level so 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 um i i i look at that now i'm like people have to like we are not perfect like every day we wake up we wake up in sin we wake up in the flesh that was attached to sin either either sin gave us birth or sin brought us into this world or there was sin around us when we gave it it's just like we're all attached to sin as long as we're attached to this flesh 
but I feel like the, the, the main duty is the same thing that Christ did. Christ's spirit outgrew his flesh. It's like he did everything. His spirit outgrew his flesh. So he gave up the ghost. And I feel like that's the way we need to live in life. Like that's the way we need to model things behind. Like we got to keep growing. You never get to a comfortable part, especially when you're still in flesh. When you're comfortable is when you finna lead this world because you outgrew your flesh. And, and I feel like that should be the, the prime ministry right now in music and in, in, in just what pastors talk, 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 talk about and stuff like that. It's good to talk about faith and prosperity and stuff like that. But it even say in the Bible, God even said in the Bible, like there ha has to come sometimes where you can't just talk about the same easy go-to scriptures and, and the same stuff that you choose where you yeah, run yeah, 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 yeah. So keynote like he like nah you have to grow you have to elevate in order to elevate my people so i i feel like tradition and religion has just created this stigma that's just here so the highlight of a religious sermon is he rose on the third day i'm looking at people like okay so y'all gonna still be stuck at calvary like i mean come on now like like it's years and years later like he did do other stuff before he went to the cross. Like, you know, y'all still going to stay there? I mean, like, is that the highlight of your sermon? On the third day he rose. I'm like, man, it is more to life pertaining with God than on that third day. But I don't knock people. I'm like, if that's what you do, that's what you do. I am not here to stone you, but I can't follow that. So that's I, Yeah, I, I love what you said. And, and I heard somebody say, and I, I've adopted it. Religion is for those who are scared to go to hell and relationship is for those who have been to hell and come back. Um, Hold up. I didn't say that. You, you, you. I, you I said that. I, I said that, but, but, but you know, <laughs> religion is for those who are scared to go to hell and relationship is for those who have already been to hell and back. Sure. And so I, I'm going to be messy a little bit because that's what the internet loves. Who, who's who's your favorite artist that you've worked with and who's your least favorite artist that you've worked with? Oh, Not wow. the least favorite artist, but yeah, go ahead. And add that in if there. you want to name names, if you don't want to name names, I'm just, I just listen. Oh, wow. I asked. Wow. I'll, uh, I, I, I would say or, or you can name the experience if you don't want to name the name. Well, 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 and I would actually say the the greatest artist that 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 I ever worked with is the artist I actually have now, and I'm not saying that because he's my artist, so that's that that's like my little bro. It's 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 just with him. It's like he trusts me, and when somebody trusts you, that's priceless. So, and what's your artist's it, name? Prizzy. Prizzy. And the least favorite artist, man, I got a good couple, couple of them. I probably, probably, probably got by eight of them. I'm like, but but I ain't, I ain't gonna call them names, but I'm like, but but my mo most favorite um art artist that I've done was him. Like, like because because I I I'm able to pour into him and and he move with it, he grow with it, he maneuver with it, and then he plug in his his gifts into it. So he he want to become better. Like so, 
I can't like a hey, him like Chris is the best artist I ever worked with, and and that's that that's coming from secular industry. Wow, and, and independent and and everything is like he is the best artist I ever worked with. It, it, and, and I would say this because what I'm hearing from you, and, and maybe this will help other artists out there, is it his willingness to learn? Is it the fact that he is open to growing? Is that what, what makes him a great artist? Yes. Like, like is, is, is like he want to grow, but he has a goal. And then he, he, he challenges me. Like, like it's like, he called my bluff. So, so if I'd be like, hey, man, we need to do this and this and this and this and this so that you can get here. His response is like, all right, well, shoot, let's do it. So he put, so he make me have to show my words. Like, like it's mm -hmm. like challenges me and that sharpens me even more because it puts me in a where I'm loving to get out there in the trenches and get it. And I love it. And and then it's like most most artists will ask you to do something. As soon as you start doing it, they'll be done left, and they'll try to do it with somebody else. And then when it mess up, then then you know they'll come back to you. And, and and you looking like what what you don't went over there and did like why you why you you know so 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 for just being loyal and just trusting me to show him what what I'm saying like that's priceless like like money can't buy that like like that has no price tag on it so don't 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 amen so with that being said i want um to first thank you i want to thank you for having you on the platform it's really been you know you spent the whole time with us i really appreciate that part i know you still got a meeting with you know shout outs to your coalition you have the whole coalition with the, all the djs that you have so shout outs to your group and um, I want, on the behalf of Anointed Radio, yes. um, just say thank you. Thank you for coming on. And now that you've been on, you family. So um, anytime you're in Vegas, just let us know. We're here. And anything that you have from your artists or anything that you want to promote, let us know. Because our mission statement here at Anointed Radio is that unity brings change. And when the body of Christ comes together, we could be able to do a great thing for God, especially because we all come with many gifts and platforms yes. and we could be able to start doing our number one mandate. And that's to be able to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. So some people that don't know him could be saved. So I really appreciate you coming on here. And would you like to um, introduce his song, Chrissy's song um, for the people before we go? Yes, um, y'all actually is the boy Mr. CSA to Gazy. Um, and it's like y'all are now finna experience here my artist Crizzy single Church with No Walls featuring myself and also produced by Dilemma and also featuring my bro Luke G. So um y'all go ahead and turn y'all radios all the way up and be blessed by this song because right now at these times and you are to see what's going on and watch it. You know what I'm saying? Y'all really need this song. Like everybody needs this song. So y'all just going to be blessed with this song. You figured it out. Let's get it. Amen. See y'all next week. Peace. Why my thoughts are so cold and it's
protection because the spirits ain't right. Sitting up in the church and I look at stuff that they're feeding. Too much hooping and hollering, shouting, but nobody's reading. It's looking more like a tug of war than that nobody believes. Need a little more conviction instead of people trying to reason. Church with no walls. Church with no walls. We can't do it by ourselves, so why we stand alone? High behind our wall, we just be playing strong. I swear it's room at the call, don't bless it real long. Don't you covet what I got, you know. Gotta work that out for you. Hey, know they put you in that system, but you never go with that hard time. You let it ride and keep God on your side. It's hard to show in love when all our feelings hate you. If darkness all we see, then darkness is our life, yeah. That's why I'm out here popping, I'm just speaking life, yeah. I don't care who gon' like it, I'm just shedding light. I pray to God when I did it that I did it right, yeah. No bias, all love. I'm a child without no walls. I seen that glory fall. I swear it's beautiful love, yeah. I swear it's beautiful love, yeah. I swear it's beautiful love, yeah. Listen, no bias, all love. No bias, all love. I'm a child without no walls. I seen that glory fall. I swear it's beautiful love, yeah. I swear it's beautiful love Why my culture so cold and it's costing our lives Hard to call for protection because the spirits ain't right Sitting up in the church and I look at stuff that they're feeding Too much hooping and hollering and shouting but nobody's reading It's looking more like a tug of war than that nobody believes Need a little more conviction instead of people trying to reason Church with no walls Church with no walls I have to contemplate rightness and I'm not comfy with this life I live That means I have to show a lot more God in me raising my kids And overlook the blendedness No matter how hard it gets And all these steps are ridiculous Too many young souls dying over foolishness I ask myself, is church by the smallest This narrative script Or is the doubt and the fear is what they needing us with Instead of working smart, we working hard Instead of boxing with this world Give your hands to God I'm feeling like young Moses when gripping this rod, and I'ma wave over this religious land till he spread it apart, and I'm in a whole new deck, so let me shuffle these cars, cause I could no longer play with a handful of scars, and I refuse to spend my whole life looking through bars, because purpose ain't purpose if it's done without God, you did. See, it's time for us to stop quoting scriptures, and start becoming scriptures. You figured it out, man. Why my thoughts is so cold and it's causing our lives? Hard to thought with protection because spirits ain't right. Sitting up in the church and I look at stuff that they're feeding. Too much hooping and hollering and shouting, but nobody's reading. It's looking more like a tug of war and that nobody believes. Need a little more conviction instead of people trying to reason. Church with no walls.